The International Criminal Court is understood to be preparing to open two war crimes cases tied to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. According to reports in the New York Times and Reuters, the cases accuse Russia of abducting Ukrainian children and deliberately targeting civilian infrastructure. The court will seek the arrest of several people. However, the likelihood of a trial remains slim as the court cannot hear cases in absentia and Russia is unlikely to surrender its own officials. The Kremlin denies war crimes. To discuss the indictments to come and the significance of this move by the International Criminal Court. I'm joined by Hugh Williamson, who's Director of the Europe Division of Human Rights Watch. Uh, Hugh, good morning. Thank you for joining us. If we talk, first of all, maybe about these charges, what can you tell us about uh, the weight of evidence gathered so far in relation to the abduction of Ukrainian children from toddler to teen? Thanks so much for having me on the programme. Um, yeah, there's a significant weight of evidence. Um, Human Rights Watch has been gathering that since the beginning of the conflict. Just this week, we published a report about um, the, the, the condition of children in Ukraine, which includes evidence that some children, particularly those in living in institutions, uh, orphanages and so on in uh, Russian-controlled areas, have been taken to to Russia. Russia claims that this is a humanitarian act and they actually don't cover it up. They've claimed that 350 children have been adopted in Russia and another thousand are waiting to, for adoption. This, of course, is a huge violation of international uh, human rights standards, um, particularly because these children are forced, they're sometimes taken away from, from, from homes as well. Um, so this is happening on quite a large scale, these forced transfers, as we're called. And it's obviously a deeply worrying development. How large a scale, Hugh? Could it run to thousands? Some reports say, some investigations say it could run into thousands. Um, yeah, we have evidence of one family, one case in which 12 people, 12 children were taken out of, out of an orphanage in Mariupol. You may remember the city in the south on the coast that's been bombed ever since the beginning of the war and is now under Russian control. Um, that were taken uh, in, in buses to, to Russia. Some of them managed to escape to Europe and that's how we know about them. With, with with guardians and so on. But, um, you know, and this was a very traumatic trip for the children, as we heard afterwards from the people who were with them. Mm-hmm. So on a small scale, that's the sort of thing that, is, that has been happening in the last few months. I suppose the other issue that um, may form the basis of, charge, of charges, the targeting of civilian infrastructure, mm. we are more familiar with the targeting of water, of gas, uh, of power plants. Um, but... Could we see, how could we see these uh, these charges being levelled? I mean, they'll be levelled against officials. Could it go as high as the Kremlin? Could it go to Putin's office, Putin himself? Well, that all depends what the evidence the, the International Criminal Court has gathered. We need evidence of a chain of command, as it's called, and they need to provide evidence that President Putin knew exactly what was happening and did not intervene effectively to stop these war crimes these crimes against humanity from taking place. Now, there's some, you know, anecdotal evidence that he did know because he sort of welcomed some of the acts. If you recall the terrible acts in Bucha, this town north of Kiev, back in March, where bodies were left in the streets, he gave uh, military awards to, to, the, to the, um, the, the, the set of troops that were in that town afterwards. So he was clearly aware of what happened. There are other examples of that. So if they can build a case against him or against some of his senior generals, then 
then then it could go forward. As you said in your moderate in your introduction, though, you know Russia is not part of the International Criminal Court. Russia is unlikely or very unlikely to 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 um, send the people who were charged to the Hague for trial. The ICC is very unlikely to trial people in absentia. But that doesn't mean this is not important. This is really important because it set, it puts down a, a marker that mm. Russia is doing these things against international humanitarian and international human rights law. And, and things could change in the future. So, you know, Putin will be put on to, you know, on... Uh, on guard this has been you know, step, these steps have been taken against him and his government the us also not a member of the international criminal court yeah. so will the us share what evidence it has gathered so far in relation to infrastructure or in relation to the children to help the criminal court build that case that's a good question i mean the the, the us government you know has, has has acknowledged that they're sort of divided on this the white house the the state department is keen to engage with the ICC, sees the value of the US sort of um, shifting its position away from being entirely against cooperation with the ICC. The Pentagon, the defense ministry, is taking the more traditional position, which is we don't cooperate because we don't want US soldiers in their international operations to be brought up you know, with ICC charges, we don't know. We obviously don't have any deep insight into which way that's going to go. Obviously, we think greater cooperation by the US with the ICC in general, not just on Ukraine, is really important. Is it all about, because they won't show up, they won't face the charges, is this all about uh, further isolating Russia, further uh, naming it as a pariah state? I think it's a few things that the ICC wants to be seen to be acting. They've been involved. You know, if you recall the beginning of the war, 43 countries rec- recommended to the ICC that they take action in Ukraine. That's an unprecedentedly large number of countries. So the ICC, you know, has, has had a mandate for over a year now. They want to be seen to be acting. As I said, it's a very important marker for Russia um, that they're doing, that, they're, that Russia's on guard now for this. Um, but also, it's, it's a genuine point that justice has, you know, takes time. There are other cases, Slobodan Milosevic in Serbia, for instance, who led the war crimes in Bosnia in the early 90s and ended up in the Yugoslav tribunal in the early 2000s, so 10 years later. So Putin will be on guard if, he's, if he at some point stops being president travels and so on he could well be arrested so it's not just theoretical that he that russian leaders could end up in the icc just a final word about other sure. potential charges could we see a crime of genocide coming from the international criminal court against russia and indeed uh, people talk about uh, criticism that they don't have a crime of aggression it's true i mean both of those aspects are, are in there both are, are up for discussion the, the the issue around genocide could be raised according to media reports in the context of transferring thousands of children from eastern ukraine into russia you know genocide is about transferring whole mm. groups of populations and so on that's open we, we don't know i mean the the crime of aggression aspect is also a one that's being discussed widely at the moment human rights watch does not have a sort of position on that as such. It's not part of our mandate, but we know it's an important element in the discussion, particularly on a sort of special tribunal that might be set up. So both those issues 
also come into focus, let's say, because of this action by the ICC, um, this, this reported action in the mm -hmm. last couple of days. All right. Hugh Williamson, Director of the Europe Division of Human Rights Watch. Thank you.